Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Hannah from Summer House. Hannah, how are you doing? I'm doing great. So much better after seeing you, Danny. I know. I'm so thrilled that you're here. I liked Summer House season one. Season mm-hmm. two, I was like, eh, I tried. I gave up on it. Mm-hmm. Season three, I was going in and I was like, I'm not going to like this. I had a preconceived notion in my head. I was like, I'm not going to be into it. And then some people, one or two episodes go by and people were like, you have to watch it. It's really good. Then I watched it and I fell in love with this season. I think it's really? so good. And I don't, it's not even because of like drama or, you know what I mean? It's just, I find it to be so, I don't, compelling relaxing mm. but there is drama in it yeah like it's it. not like the housewives where like there's serious um family drama and cheating and dogs being almost murdered um <laughs> you're watching beverly hills what do you make of that puppy gate i love lisa yeah. and like being in reality tv like i think they're both guilty to an extent yeah, yeah. I, they're they're no one's hands are clean totally um I just hope that Lucy Goosey, whatever her name is, <laughs> Lucy, is okay. Yeah. Apple juice. <laughs> Apple yeah, juicy. Wait, I know. Justice for her. Justice for her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like some, I think every season people have been ready. Lisa has been doing so incredible. And I think she's like the Bethany of Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Beverly Hills where people like want to take her down low key. But when you're going to take her down, you have to be ready. And I think this was the moment that everyone's like, she kind of tripped on herself mm-hmm. for the first time. Let's all gang up. And she's not handling it well because she's the queen bee. Yeah. And it seems like she, every franchise sort of has a producer in the cast a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. maybe not by title, but they produce a little bit. Like Bethany on New York, she definitely produces that show and Mm -hmm. we need her for that. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone on your cast that low-key produces on the side? That's a great question. I feel like when we came in with three newbies, I said newbies like 20 times the first episode. I want to punch myself in the face. I'm like, I'm a newbie. I'd never used that word before in my life until the cameras came on. And I was like, who am I? Um, we had no clue what was going on. So we kind of had the just saw what the veterans were doing. Um, I feel like Lindsay's always up to something. Yeah. And like she snaps when things don't go her way. And I think this season was the first time that like, the new kids on the block were like, we're kind of going to go a different direction. Mm. So you guys will see there's a power dynamic. I, we call it the lion's den because me, Kyle and Lindsay are all Leos. So there's like this alpha thing happening. Kyle and I became very close and Lindsay and I like constantly were butting heads. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it already. You and Lindsay butting heads. Uh, how did this all come about? How did you get on this show? You were working for Betches. I was working for Betches doing video and through Betches, I was able to meet a lot of really cool people. And I was like interviewing a lot of reality TV people. Like I interviewed a lot of Vanderpump. I interviewed Below Deck. Um, and I interviewed Summer House and I got to know them and like they're in the city. So I'd see them around. So when they were recasting, my name was thrown in the mix. And then also like I am a native New Yorker. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I always would summer in Shelter Island. 
but I wouldn't party hard. I would literally just like play golf and tennis and like nap with my grandpa, not in like a creepy way. Like yeah. he just naps all the time when I go visit him. So I'm like, I guess we're sleeping. Um, he can't keep his eyes open for more than like a minute. He's adorable. <laughs> He's always napping. He's always napping. He's my, like, I want to be that person in, right now. Um, so it kind of just went very smoothly. And then I love that, like, you guys are not sleeping on Summer House because I didn't even watch the first two seasons and then they just cast me and I'm like, let's have a good time. And the energy is, I think it's just a completely different show. Yeah. Um, and I actually thought it would be weird throwing in the three of the, the three newbies mm -hmm. because there is a, such an age difference, which between 20 and 30, I feel like that is a big age difference, Mm -hmm. even though it's only, you know, five years. Yeah. Like I'm 26 and Lindsay's 31 and she's kind of making it like we're really immature. And it's like, I mean, I wouldn't date a dude under 29, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm saying that now. Watch me, like, see a hot Australian outside who's 22, and I'm like, I'm in love. Um, <laughs> straight men mature differently, too, though. It's they like, do. straight men, I'm just, yeah. They I feel do. like under 30, you cannot date a straight man. Oh, God, no. They're like squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> Their brains are so small. But it seems like it wouldn't work, throwing in three new people, but then it worked. I don't understand. Well, I hit it off with Amanda really well. Mm. And what you see this season normally you just hear her going Kyle but this season you see her as a friend Mm because she didn't have a friend last season you see that she's funny and witty and cool and actually like kicks Kyle around a little so you get to see Amanda which actually brings a whole new character to the show yeah um and then me and Paige so it's like this younger energy and like I love like all my girlfriends are older anyway like I love hanging out with people who are smarter and more mature than me makes me grow as a person sure um, but also like I've been through a lot of shit in my life and I think in some ways I'm very mature and then in some ways I'm the least mature person in the world. And I think after 25, we're all dealing with the same like, um, grown up shit, grown up shit yeah. and like sad philosophical thoughts about what our purpose is in life. <laughs> so I think overall, there's just a good energy. Yeah. Wait, you mentioned Kyle and Amanda, what's going on with them? Because we saw this week's episode, there's like this cheating scandal. Mm-hmm. What happens with that? So what can you tell me? There's basically there's um another cheating rumor that needs to be dealt with. That thank God I wasn't the one who found out about it. But it's looking weird because in the beginning, Lindsay straight up is like, I unfollowed Amanda because Kyle cheated on her. Which like as a female, you're kind of like, how is that supportive? So then the fact that she's the one with this information of a possible new cheating scandal, it doesn't look like she's being helpful. You keep saying possible. Does that mean it's not true? Or that means you that, do, you that right it? now I can't tell you. Mm. <laughs> or like I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, and I think the audience can like make their own decisions and like things will unravel. But let's just say if the drama literally just gets 10 times more the second half really? of the season. Like, I think it Wait, was. So where are we at right now in the season? Are we about, are we roughly halfway or almost halfway? We are um, halfway. Oh my it's, God. Like right. One so of it the like really halfway. starts to pick up more drama. It apparently <laughs> like me. from what I hear the second half of the season is better than the first half. What's going on with Paige and Carl? Paige and Carlito. Carlito <laughs> I'm is loving an idiot. that Paige. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. I'm yeah. loving that Paige is kind of screwing around with Carl a bit because I feel like he had it coming and I'm excited to watch it. Well, she came in like with her guard up with Carl and I think she was prepared. She had an open mind that if he like really seemed like the guy for her, she'd pursue it. But she's not about to look like an idiot mm-hmm. on TV. 
And this dude literally was not reaching out to her the whole week. And then the second it was the weekend, he's like, why aren't you all over me? I like you. I told you I like you. And then he's like, I'm busy finding a job. I'm doing adult things. I'm like, how long does it take to literally text like, someone? Text or call. I know the last week's episode, he's like, sorry, I'm busy looking for a job. And it's like, you have time to text. And like, then and then he ironically goes, I'm the best she'll ever get. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she could find she a guy with find, a job. She's stunning. Like, I'm pretty sure stunning. she could find a guy who hits yeah. his quota more than once a month. She's good. She's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, they're like dynamic. I think everyone's going nuts seeing Carl. And he's also like, see him I'm, squirm a bit. It's yeah, fun. I'm used to girls loving me more than I love them. And I'm like, <sighs> I know, it's so gross. <laughs> What's going on with you and British Dave? British Dave. He's cute. He's cute. I'd been seeing him for like months beforehand, but we both were like newly out of a relationship and just kind of fooling around. But like we kept coming back to each other. And in the summer, like I gave the first couple of weeks a chance, but I wasn't meeting anyone. I didn't like anyone in the house romantically. So one party, I was like, "Can you come and bring your cute friends?" His friend was very cute. Max is so handsome, yeah, so stunning. charming, yeah, and they're so fun. So I think they bring just like an even more fun foreign element to the house. Yeah, I like it. Uh, do you wish there was more single guys in the house? Yeah, yeah. I wish that. I think they thought that jordan would like bring more testosterone than he is what's going on with jordan i can't get a read on him and i think most people are like that i think he's a great villain for the show Mm -hmm. but i can't under i don't understand him but the why people are confused is i think he's inherently not a villain he's Mm. such a sweet guy but i think he was like he's trying to construct this personality of being really like cool yeah. And producers laugh in your face when you try to construct an identity. Because it just seems like he lies about, and I've, uh, lies a lot, and it's hard to uh, it's hard to get a read on him because everything he says seems to be a lie or a stretch of the truth. So then is, you wonder, what is he hiding? Like, mm-hmm. people wouldn't lie unless they're trying to distract you from a truth. So right. we're, like, all in it with you guys trying to figure it out. You could see our frustration, but in the second half of the season, like, we start digging a little deeper into like why he acts the way he acts yeah, because a lot of people online are like i think he's hiding that he's gay and mm-hmm. as a gay man i get frustrated by that because that seems to happen a lot in media where it's like oh he must be gay because he's-, he's like not is a little different but on the flip side of the coin like you said we can see that he's lying so he's obviously hiding something mm-hmm. and then there's just these little clues where it's like well I, you know it well, I he comes from a military family in the mm-hmm. south and he like is a model and he it's the whole thing is crazy and even in real life because i've known him for two years he got me my job at betches yeah so he's a very important person in my life but i still i never fully understood him <laughs> but all i know is he's a sweetheart and he's he would never hurt a fly yeah <laughs> and i think the the audience is like is confused but i think that we will learn more things about him interesting what did you guys do at betches so he was the um like sales partnerships brand partnerships person i was um the first person they hired to be um a video producer there so i had quit myself my job in sales and marketing i wanted to kill myself i was like crying in the bathroom every day and i just like manifest i want to do video jordan reached out to me and was like hey they're looking for a video producer with five years experience i was like i don't have that and he's like just submit a funny video and like i've always been silly and I was like dating a stand up at the time. So I was feeling very creative and I was like 
like having sex with him. So like through sex, I was like taking <laughs> his taking talent. I was like sure. Space Jam, mm-hmm. just like his magic powers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fucking a guy. I just recently <laughs> ordered a bunch of Space Jam toys, like from the past. Space Jam is my literal <laughs> like, you... favorite movie. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, I have, to, I have it's great in my toys. office over there. But I uh do you remember the Space Jam McDonald's toys? Yes. I was in like a nostalgia spiral recently and I just like <laughs> ordered a bunch of Space Jam merch. <laughs> How'd your it boyfriend was, like, really Did yeah, he love he, that? it arrived like it keeps arriving, like different shipments come and it's like new new Space Jam I mean, toys. Space Jam like, is what iconic. The fuck is this? I agree. I love it. Like when people ask me my favorite movie, people are like Shawshank Redemption. I'm like Space <laughs> fucking jam. Space jam. <laughs> that soundtrack was amazing. <laughs> oh my god, I used to work out to it. I used to hit him high, hit him high, hit him high, hit him high. I could I go off. The, what was the Monica one for you? I will. I would like listen to before basketball games like so gay like, <laughs> I was like literally I was like mom and dad put on the Monica song from the Space Jam well soundtrack. at least you weren't listening to R. Kelly from that <laughs> I know well we retired that song I think I feel like we need to re-edit that that uh, <laughs> opening scene from Space Jam because I watched it recently and it tainted the movie for me but it's so good well apparently LeBron is, might be in the second one I know he is they announced it I can't wait it's so exciting I, and also you're like sponsored Who's by your, Nike right now I know I looks like I'm not but I wish I was I love it I'm like your podcast is doing well <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by fabletics order fabletics uh what what was i gonna ask you oh i do have some questions from the facebook group that i want to run through while we're while we're talking uh cat said could she explain more of how she landed summer house did they scott did they scout you and Paige and jordan are you guys still working at betches so back yeah back to um i started working for them and it kind of shows like i was a tennis player my whole life But I always felt like I had a creative side that I wasn't fulfilling. And I think it's important that just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's like your path and brings you like all your happiness. So Betches gave me the opportunity to literally just I'd write videos, I'd cast them, I film them with like this guy who was like a wedding videographer in the beginning, (laughs) who I like found in my flag football team. And I started submitting it to them and they posted one and it hit a million views. It was when Bay FaceTimes you. So basically I was, um, I got a call from a guy and I had no makeup on. I'm wearing pajamas and I have my headphones in and I'm like, I can't find my headphones. I'll be right back. And it cuts to me like getting a ring light and like doing my hair and makeup. And then I'm like, (laughs) Hey, what's up? So they go, can you do this three times a week? And like, I'm telling you, if you're listening, never take a job you're fully qualified for. <laughs> Say yes when you don't mean. I feel like men are really good at just being like, yep. And then yeah, they I'll figure it out. Yeah. Where women are so like intuitive and they're, and they're very empathetic and they're like, I don't know. Like, no, say yes and figure your shit out. Mm-hmm. So fast forward two years, I had like a team of four people. We we're just making funny videos. A lot of people know me from my horoscope videos where every week I would like do the horoscope, but in like a funny way, like a real horoscope, I'd be like, the sun's in Uranus. So like, you should definitely do anal if you're with someone. If not, don't let him in your butthole. And I would do that for two years. Yeah. And then like, even though it was my dream job, things changed. I got the summer house opportunity. It was a ton of interviews. They wanted a group of people that knew each other. And the fact that me, Paige and Jordan like work together. Did you all apply? Did you all not apply or did y'all go in page separately was like reached out to i was separately reached out to and then they were like do you work with like any guys that you think would be good for tv and i was like jordan (laughs) jordan's a mess (laughs) i was like jordan good luck with him and long story short they picked all of us so it was i think i was lucky i wasn't just the solo new kid yeah because i feel like danielle 
like was the new girl. It seems like Danielle's got a totally different personality than she did last season. It's, I feel like last season she felt kind of bullied and like she they didn't give her the time of day. Yeah. And they immediately were like, she's they tried to do a thing with her and Carl and Lauren, like a love triangle. Danielle has no interest in Carl. Yeah. Believe me, I've I know the girl in and out. She's a heart of gold. But she now is like friends with Lindsay, mm-hmm. which is like weird yeah. because but you'll see their friendship gets tumultuous too. Did you know any of the cast members that were axed? Did you know like the twins or anything? Or, so, or had, did they come visit at all? I they didn't visit at all. Like I'm glad they're gone. But. I I don't <laughs> think like they're on good terms at all with the old cast. I've met Steven like twice. I don't think he likes me. Did you get a sense of what happened there? I think Bravo is very very like they love the show, but they're very like into statistics and they looked at like they look at social media they look at all the numbers and they looked at like who was liked and who was not and they were like this show needs to be turned around and i it's funny because i feel like the workuses were like the star of the show they tried to center it around them yeah yeah. and if your lead singer of a band like isn't working sometimes like if you change the drummer it's not going to help yeah so it was a risky move on bravo's part but like if you're listening don't sleep on Summer House. I really think it worked. Like, I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, when you were interviewing Bravo Talent, who did you like? You said you interviewed a lot of, like, Vanderpump okay. kids. Um, I interviewed Jackson, Brittany, like, right during the cheating scandal last year. <laughs> Rotten Hill. It was so... <laughs> Rotten Hill! Rotten Hill, Jax. Brittany is a literal angel. Yeah. An angel. And Jax is just Jax. Um, James Kennedy and I got in a fight during our, my interview with him. Cause he was like, hi. And I was like trying to, I have like a five minute interview and I'm trying to like ask questions. And he's like, Hey, you just keep asking question after question. I'm like, sorry, it's a fucking interview. Know, like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Do a monologue about myself in my interview with you? What do you want? Yeah. Um, he was on my show and he brought little bottles of alcohol. He's yeah. Sober it was James. Literally the same time it was 10 AM or whatever. <laughs> That was a year ago, though. It was before. Where he was like sober. Before he was sober. I loved Lala because, like, we bonded over anxiety. I think everyone has different levels of anxiety, but she was just like really good energy. I think she's crazy, but so am I. So at least she was open about her crazy. Sheena was, I interviewed her when she was like (laughs) right after her Rob breakup, and she was like, me and Rob are going to be together. And Betches got mad at me because I just was kind of like nodding. And they were like, you have to call her out. <laughs> and I was like, I, I felt bad. Um, and then I've done Kate Chastain is gold. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she, I love her. She was on my podcast, Burning in Hell. And she's just hysterical and a little scary. So I like her. So do you watch all these shows? Do you watch Below Deck? Do you watch Vanderpump? I I watch Vanderpump religiously. I think it should win an Emmy. So good. It's so good. Do you think this season's as good as previous seasons, though? It's tough because it's like they have their shit together. Yeah, I know. We need them a little messy. And I want like more Billy. I think Billy's a mess. I agree. Um, James Kennedy, like... I think people don't think they want more Billy. Because Billy Lee the is a mess. The best scenes is like, but it's like we you don't know need what Billy's someone do. to be a mess. We like whether we need people we don't like. And let's be honest. I know the storyline with James. Everyone's mad at him and he gets in trouble. Um, people have their shit together. But I think Vanderpump needs what you guys did. They need to bring in some like fresh faces. Let, but the tough thing is, I think that the just like between, I mean, between me and you and everyone and listening, everyone listening. <laughs> and girlfriends. my mom who's listening, <laughs> I think that. Like, there's a lot of power in the OG cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, they don't have to invite people they don't want. Yeah. 
And I think that they are kind of like in control right now. And there's a weird power balance between producers and them. Wait, did they visit you guys at all? So there's a weekend where Bo, Stasi, Katie, and Tom come visit. And like, they went right in the drama with us. Like ah, Stasi was sitting there and Stasi's like, yeah, you're wrong. You're right. And I think Stasi's reality TV royalty. She knows what she's doing. It's like, speaking of Space Jam, it's like one day just like being on the court with Michael Jordan. Like that's how I felt shooting reality you TV. You were like Lola Bunny. With Stasi. I was actually like, I'm really good friends with Taylor Strecker, who's best friends with her. So like when I met her, I was like, be cool. Just like mention Taylor. And second I met her, I was like, I know Taylor Strecker and you know Taylor Strecker. And she was like, calm down. Let's be friends. And we were like, we were cool. We had fun, but I didn't want to like. I was kind of starstruck by her, yeah. which is so weird because I don't get starstruck that often. And then in New York City a month ago, I ran into her and I was like, hey, like, nice to see you. And she looked at me blank and I'm like, oh, my God, you don't remember <laughs> me. And she's like, I'm sorry. And I go, we've spent a whole w- weekend filming together for Bravo. And she was like, I hate myself. But oh my God. me and Bo are very tight. I feel like she probably just meets, especially now with the book tour and everything, she probably just meets a million people. I know. I just thought I just thought she might have liked me more than she did. But it's okay. You know what? She'll but learn But Bo now. and I are tight. Bo is hysterical, heart of gold, cool, down to earth, brings out this like weird, fun, cool, sane side to Stasi. So I'm like shipping them all the way. Yeah. Now, Emily Stalker, she's in the Facebook group. She said, I love your grandma. Oh my God. Now, what has she taught you about life? So my grandma at Nana still got it on Instagram. Oh my god, she's on Instagram. She she posts thirst traps with inspirational quotes. <laughs> I need to so see I, I'm gonna you look need her up to. As as we're done. She's the kind of person that like growing up, everyone's like, why is she not famous? She's comes from a different generation of me. Where like she got, she's an old school Italian from Brooklyn. She was a virgin at 18, got married, had kids, and then kept the house. But she's so smart, like she. <laughs> And she's so creative, but she never was able to do anything she like really wanted because that just wasn't what women did back then. And I think she's a great example of like, it doesn't matter what age you are. Mm -hmm. If like your dreams are your dreams, go for them. Um, And she has such a great humor about life. And I think she taught me like, besides looks, which she like has, she has the most incredible genetics. um, She's actually what I use on a date if it's like, you don't know where it's going. I'm like, by the way, this is my 77-year-old grandma, so you think I'm cute now. <laughs> just, just wait. Just wait 50 years. <laughs> if you have time, wait yeah. 50 years. She's She just taught me, like, yeah, at any age, chase your dreams. and We need more of her on the show. We need Because she's wonderful. So we need a spinoff more. or something. Because that was really She's fun. ready. Let's just, yeah. She literally texted me, like, have so much fun in LA. Make sure you mention my name. Like, she's thirsty. <laughs> she wants it. She wants the spinoff. She's ready to go. And so, she's had no past plastic surgery. That's, she looks amazing. She's it's, stunning. It's Italian jeans, though. Italian, Italian olive oil in her yeah. skin. Uh, Clarine Ward said, can you ask how much of the show Bravo pays for? Like, the house, decorations, booze, etc. What do they pay for? Oh, my God. And are you tired of, like, the Whispering Angel? You guys drink that a lot. Yeah, I'm like not a good drinker. That was the hardest part is me like getting enough outfits for the show and keeping up with the drinking. It is a lot of drinking. Do you how much drinking you guys are literally every weekend, right? Yeah, and like if we if we wake up and they're like, Oh, we're going golfing or oh we're going um to this event, like it comes with alcohol. And with I was shocked this week when you guys did that full Christmas party. Don't and then you went out and then you went to brunch the next day. I was like, there'd be no way I could handle that. Well, I think there's Adderall going around. <laughs> Let's just say one morning, Carl was like, his nose was bleeding while we were playing tennis. And I'm like, how much Adderall are you snorting? And he's like, what? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, you're into it. I don't do that at all. Yeah. So that's why sometimes you'll see me not go out with them. You're like, I'm sleeping like a normal human being. Yeah. One day I literally stayed home and watched Bravo on my computer. It was very meta. I was watching Shaws of Sunset while they all were out in Montauk and I was getting filmed too. Like you see the camera and I was like, look at this moment. No one's appreciating because they're definitely going to cut it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I keep up with it. What was her question? Oh, it was, oh, d- what does Bravo pay for? Oh, um, so everyone's comments about like these boxes that whenever we go in, we have all these boxes. We have to order fresh direct. We supply all the food for us. Mm. Um, I think brands like send us alcohol. We have to set up all the parties. We have to clean up all the parties. Like I didn't sign up for this yeah, kind of work. Yeah, that part seems like it sucks. Can you it hire sucks. someone? Do they not let you like, if I you want to I think at the end cleaning? of the week, they do like a cleaning thing, but like, they're like, this is your house. This is us. Like everything, they just want it to be really real. Right. But so are you able to be like, well, this is our house. We're all going to chip in $20. Because like a cleaning service is like $150. I would get bucks. into fights. They've cut it all out. But like Kyle would yell at me and Paige because we'd be like texting and he'll be like, you guys have to clean. And I'm like, we were the fun of the whole party. So you're welcome. I don't know what value <laughs> you put into that. While you were like drunk upstairs napping. Well, Kyle doesn't nap, but he was like definitely not um involved because he was blackout somewhere but we all had to clean up which was so annoying and then carl like takes out the garbage once and he acts like he's like the cleaning he did it all all. i really don't like that part so wait is whispering angels sponsored i don't know they send us they send us shit um i'm like i'm more of like show up and drink i just show up and drink i don't even know what i'm drinking um is there any other drug use going on besides adderall that might be too that's a good question. question. Um, I don't know of any. I personally am like very <laughs> like clean cut. And I think that's what I'm not witty when I'm drunk. Like I lose all my wit. When you see me just like dancing and throwing myself in the pool, like 4th of July party, I wasn't in the whole episode because I was just drunk in the pool. <laughs> and they, they take your mic off when you're in the pool. So you feel like free. Um, <laughs> it seems like on the show there's a lot of footage where it's like you're in a bedroom or something and you wouldn't i i feel like i would forget that i'm being filmed oh yeah are there a lot of rooms like that i mean because we see that every room everywhere in the house except the pantry in the beginning is filmed Mm -hmm. so what's cool about our show as opposed to other shows is like when talk about like reality realness other shows they'll be like okay you have a scene at this coffee shop you're going to talk about this we don't have scenes. We're just existing. There's so many scenes that I didn't know the camera that they were going to capture. Even when I'm outside, like there was a scene of me, Lindsay and Danielle talking in the hot tub. That was 2 a.m. at night. Mm. And it was a camera in a tree. Yeah. So like in the beginning, they have mics so by your bed. they're coming through so much footage to put oh, together this show. The people, the shit the editors must see. Also, Paige and I didn't know that there was a mic behind the bed. So in the morning, we'd wake up and just like talk shit about everything, <laughs> whispering. And they're like laughed in our faces. They're like, cool. Yeah, no one can hear you. Are you guys getting a reunion this year? We haven't heard about it yet, but I'm crossing you my fingers. A, do you think you need it? Like after 100%. filming it, you think you need it? 100%. Yeah. Also, like we... We whenever the group goes out, shit happens. Like not being filmed during the winter, we hang out a lot, and we're at this point where we call each other out so much in not like a I hate you kind of way, but in a more like I care about you. Get your shit together. So like we're ready to go. What's the what are what's going on with everyone now? Where are you guys at with each other? Um, who do you hate and who do you love? I'm very close with everyone. I feel like Lindsay and I have had like some issues you I, handled yourself so well with Lindsay with the uh 
I, I forget the wording she used, but it was like mm-hmm. masculine energy or whatever. Yeah, she was saying like I need to be more girly and more feminine. And I just thought as an opportunity, like if I have this platform, I want to talk about like a bigger issue, which is I think that like gender roles are she's on the wrong side of history Mm -hmm. that like gender roles about femininity and masculinity were created like when women couldn't vote Mm -hmm. and we like resolved it and also i wasn't mad at her i just felt like she was kind of being small-minded that's why like i approached it very calmly Mm -hmm. but then on twitter i kind of wrote this thing because people were messaging about it and i was just like look be yourself and don't let any gender constructions tell you like how what femininity is like you it's being comfortable with yourself and that's beautiful man or woman. And she texted me and she was like, are you mad at me? And I was like, honey, like this is bigger than us. Yeah. Where it's not even about us. It's about, let's talk it's, about this issue. Like if I'm going to have this platform, I wanted to use it to be able to talk about like, like I cry next episode with my dad and I talk about like everyone has daddy issues and they're way more complex than what society makes it seem. It's like my dad didn't give me attention. My dad gave me too much attention and he was my tennis coach and shit got complicated sometimes so i'm trying to use this show to like show that just because you're on tv doesn't mean you have to be aspirational all the time you can also be relatable and have people if one person is like hannah i was athletic and i felt like not pretty growing up but you helped me get confident then i'm fucking happy and you've probably heard from a lot of people like that right i have and that must be it's so, so gratifying. nice yeah. it's so gratifying you mentioned that you did a podcast recently about mental health mm-hmm. i talk a lot about mental health in the show and i was just wondering what your experience has been with anxiety and depression i've suffered from depression and anxiety but i wonder if you might be able to expand on that oh of course i think that creative people have like unique minds and a lot of us suffer from different mental health issues and that so i started my podcast burning in hell where i talked to people about their demons i was basically sick of the show off culture on instagram and everywhere and people probably like look up to you like if i could be danny pellegrino and have his platform and look like him i'd be so happy but it's important for people to see that we all struggle and some of us are more successful because we have like an insane craving for affirmation because we can't survive without it or so like i've been interviewing people to talk about their anxiety their fears and it's really helped me as a tennis player i suffered from performance anxiety a lot because i put a lot of pressure on myself and then i got out of it and i got in a kind of really bad relationship where i was like changing for him you got up when you say you got out of it you got out of tennis so i quit tennis, tennis after i went to college which is such a hard shift for when you're in that world for so long and that's your whole life. It's I mean, my ego. That it's, really screws. It was actually yeah. like the worst breakup of my life. Cause you yeah. wake up getting even deeper. When I was 10 years old, I experienced nine 11 in Brooklyn. It, it kind of 10 years old is when you realize like life exists. You're not just following your parents around. <laughs> and I realized life is scary. And at that same point I started to play tennis and tennis was the one place that I could control people's happiness. Like when I won, my parents were happy. I was happy. The world made sense. And then tennis became where I put all my anxiety of like the real world. And it wasn't like a healthy place for me anymore. It wasn't like a freeing thing. It was like, I need to win to like make me okay and make everyone okay. And it caused so much like I would, I would convince myself I couldn't hit my forehand or my backhand. And I was playing like top in the nation and international and professional tournaments. So I think I prepared me for reality TV because there's so much drama and so much stuff in it. But when I quit, I felt empty. Yeah. My identity was gone. I got into a depression of like, 
what's my purpose? I felt like if I quit tennis, Where do I, go next? I had to be like an accountant and like just sitting at a desk with a boring job. I thought it was like, I was taught in my family that like, if you could get paid to play a game for a living, you're successful. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like, I felt like I failed it because I couldn't, it wasn't making me happy anymore. But then I started dating this guy who was like fairly successful and cool and he was in comedy and I started to feel alive again with him. But I was really just like using him to feel relevant like I did with tennis. And I was doing, you know, when a guy is like, you just start projecting everything onto him and then you start acting every way you think he wants you to act. And I'm like, I'm the perfect girlfriend. (laughs) But then eight months later, I'm like, I hate myself. I don't know who I am anymore. I have animosity towards him. So I ended that and got into like a deep, dark place where I was, I hadn't dealt with my tennis issues and it came through him Mm -hmm. again. Like the universe. If you think it, it'll make you, the universe will make you deal with all that stuff whenever it'll come at some point. I believe that life is literally just like, it's like a computer of zeros and ones that you'll have the same pattern happen to you until you unlearn it. Mm. So I finally saw a therapist and they were like, it's not about the man. It's never about the man if right, you're listening. It's never about the man. And they were, she was like, you need this affirmation to be successful through other things. Why can't you just like be okay with yourself? Mm-hmm. And now I'm in this place where I'm like, I'm grateful that I wake up not depressed anymore and I'm in control of my anxiety. And that's what I'm- How bad did it get? My like heart started to beat really bad and I wasn't eating. Yeah. Like I went like three weeks and I couldn't eat and I'm Italian. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I do. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Like if your grandma sees you not eating, they're like, we're going to the hospital. So- your body will tell you if there's an issue, if you keep lying to yourself. My body was like, get out of this relationship, deal with your shit. So sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to realize like... And listen to those signs your body's giving you. When I was going through a really bad anxiety thing, I remember my, my skin used to itch. Mm-hmm. And I, went, I remember going to the doctor and I was like, I'm feeling like so itchy. I was like, what's wrong? I'm like thinking it's, you know, what could it be? Yeah. And then- You're like, am I allergic to the air? And this was like a long, long time ago when I was in college. And it was like, I didn't couldn't even grasp the concept of anxiety or depression. I thought anxiety was people just being like, I'm stressed. And I'm mm-hmm. like, get it together. Yeah. It's a difference. I mean, there's a difference. And then there's a huge difference between depression and anxiety and- yeah. I think depression anxiety stems from like your true self and the self you're being being different. So if you can find the real voice in your mind, not the voices that's like you're an angry roommate, like don't identify with those bad voices. And if you start listening to yourself, that's when my life, I was sitting in a marketing job that I hated. Two years later, I'm on a TV show doing what I love having a platform to talk about mental health and being myself. At the end of the day, if you want to be successful, you trying to be a cookie cutter of things that your family wants or what do you think society wants will get you nowhere. But if you can find your authentic voice, you will find a community that gets you. Totally agree. Totally agree. Now, what's it like when you play tennis now? Like when you play for fun, does do those emotions come back to you? or it? I couldn't... I took like a gym strike after yeah. tennis. Every time I walked into the gym, I felt like I was going to cry. I felt like I had no purpose. I was like, what am I What am I running for? I'm not going to win a match. And I had to go through that like sad heartbreak. It was like a death. My relationship with tennis was everything. But then I took up yoga. I highly recommend yoga because yeah. it's so non-judgmental and I was so bad at it. But I just got to experience my body and get in touch with like quieting my mind. It's like 
your body and mind is a vessel that like you can master. Don't mm. let your mind master you. Master it. And now when I play tennis, I love it for the reason I loved it as a kid. It's fun for me. Yeah. But I don't like the part that involves like sponsors yelling at me and my dad yeah. getting upset and my family having a bad dinner because <laughs> I lost my match. Did you experience a lot of misogyny in tennis? So I actually played on the boys' tennis team in high school because they didn't have a girls' tennis team. And like legally, Title IX says you have to, if a girl's good enough, she has to be able to play. And when I was winning, the guys' coaches were getting really upset, which was weird to me because I grew up training with guys all the time. It was no issue. But they were like, it's a lose-lose for the guys. If they beat her, it's like they beat a girl. And if they lose, they lost to a girl. And and I was like, first of all... I'm playing high school tennis for fun on the side. Like I'm an internationally ranked player. It's a lose-lose for me. If I lose to that kid who plays once a week, I'll kill myself. Yeah. 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 But the positive of all of it is after I graduated because of the controversy, you could see there's like a New York times article and a lot of press about it. They granted my school a girls tennis team that my dad coached. Mm. So it kind of went full circle. But I mean, I did sports broadcasting for a second after college, which is where I learned how to edit videos. And the way men would speak to me in terms of sports, like I come from a crazy sports family and they'd be like, oh, that's called a rebound. Make sure you count the rebounds. And I'm like, I want to fucking kill myself. (laughs) And I I got out of it because I was like, I don't want to get fake boobs to be a sports broadcaster. These men, I'm sick of having to convince every single one I meet that I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And then I realized comedy was actually more me because I didn't have to conform to any rules. And I could be creative with it and also fight that misogynistic idea of women can't be funny and mm. women can't know sports. Like I have jokes now, like stand up jokes about how guys are confused about me because I like know a lot about sports, but I also love astrology and cats <laughs> <laughs> and their boners like, where do I go? <laughs> you know, growing up, I remember that argument all the time in the, in the news in the, in wherever, like, can women be funny? And it was like growing up as a gay boy, it was mm-hmm. always like, I was only attracted to female comedy. Like in my mind, I was like, can men be funny? Like, I, <laughs> I, the women, the people that I looked up to in comedy, it was like, Molly Shannon, Tina mm-hmm. Fey, like those kind oh, of so great. those SNL. I grew up, you know, I think we're sort of close in age, yeah. but I remember growing up with like on Even SNL, Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler is like the the women were always the funny ones to me, and so I always remember hearing that argument. I'm like, I don't get it. And when <laughs> back understand. to kind of casting, which I'm not supposed to talk about, but I will because I think it's important. Is in the very beginning, I was like. I will go on this show, but I want to show that women can be funny. Women can be leaders. Women can be athletic. And if you want to change me to something else, like I just don't want to be involved. But if that's what you want, I'll give you that because that's all I know how to be. And they were just like, yeah, that's what we want. So that's why I went on the show. And it seems like that's why you're so successful on the show so far is because Thank you're you. your authentic self. And it seems like pages, it seems like the cast is for the most part that way. Yeah. And it's so funny because me and Paige are so different. In terms of like, she's very like fashionable and she's literally an Italian Barbie doll and I'm like the opposite, but we bond because we have similar hearts and then similar humor. And I think I got her to like care a little less about how she looked and she got me to like put a little more effort mm-hmm. into getting it together. But I also think that women have to s- see more women on TV that are like 
complex in that way and that's what reality tv can offer we're not like scripted characters and i know people make fun of like hannah plays tennis all the time first of all they obviously tell me to like remind the audience i'm not like just talking about 24 7 but it's important that other women see women just like casually being good at sports yeah because like so important we're so good at sports you know i always say that's (laughs) what i love about housewives is like new york housewives for instance they're a group of older women who are talking openly about sex and dating i love that and it's like where else on tv are we seeing women over 50 talking about having casual sex or going on a date or or losing their husband or like some of these things that we're not even seeing on scripted tv i mean obviously everyone listening agrees with us but i love reality (laughs) tv because you see these nuggets of truth like in between all the bullshit of such raw emotion that you'll never get anywhere else mm-hmm. and that's why i hope like reality tv has been a crazy journey for me but as long as i keep like just being myself i hope that like even if people don't like it or do like it they're experiencing human nature at its rawest form and have you guys heard any sense of whether or not there'll be another season or well i just bought a um rented a studio apartment in new york city that's a little out of my budget so we're all gonna have so to pray <laughs> we're all gonna have to pray i've i mean the network's really happy when would you start filming around july 4th if that was the case yeah right? like a week before that when did you start before it was july 4th through august or something yeah, yeah. it was a long one and yeah. th- that's why by the end were you just so tired of drinking and and you, seeing these people <laughs> it's people wonder i was always like i would never cry in reality tv or like i would never snap i was working with jordan five days a week Ugh. and then on the weekend with him and you're like Ugh. Ugh, of all people by week 11 him just like breathing in my direction i was like I, i'll cut this motherfucker yeah. i swear to god <laughs> so like i do snap later <laughs> and i think it's important i do snap sometimes yeah. but i was like pretty controlled the first couple of weeks i'm like this is stupid and then by the end i was like okay you're gonna die i will kill you <laughs> in tears every day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like not even drunk <laughs> All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. I want to wrap this up by just asking some general pop culture questions. Cool. I ask these. Everyone, uh, favorite Mariah Carey song? Oh, um, I'm going to say Obsessed With Me. I know it's mm, like so a... Newer one, but I thought that the video was so funny and showed a side of her. And I know she gets a bad rap for being a diva, but I've heard in the industry that she's actually like a very kind soul mm-hmm. and she tips well. Yeah, there you go. Uh, if you were choosing for People Magazine's sexiest man alive, who would you choose? Um, I have this like crush on Justin Trudeau. He's oh, the Prime yeah. Minister of Canada. He's sexy. He is so sexy and smart, and he's like a feminist, and he used to be a boxer, and he kind of just looks. He's just gorgeous. 
Um, and I also have a weird crush on Channing Tatum. Oh, that's not weird at all. I love Channing Tatum. I'm upset. Yeah. My mom and I were joking. We heard that someone was bragging about like discovering Channing Tatum. And she's like, that takes zero skill. I could see him anywhere and be like, yeah, everyone wants to fuck that dude. Just put him, take his shirt off and put him on TV. I know that magic Mike pony dance. That was like, oh, literally the best. Two I'll minutes literally tell- be with or- a dude and be like, can we just watch this scene? Like, I don't care if you're here for it or not. Do you? I heard he's like, bye. I heard that. I don't know if it's true, but yeah, I've heard. I yeah. I mean, whatever. Like fluidity I love him. is everything. I love him so much. And he also just seems like, do you remember that Sony hack where there were all the leaked emails? Yes, yeah, I do. All that, I do. Like everyone's I don't remember like, him being well, involved. Channing was, some of his leaked emails to like the head of the studio leaked. And they were all just like so simple and wonderful. Like it was just like, <laughs> everyone else had these like egos and I forget like what the, some of the other people, uh-huh. but his were just like, oh my God, we're the number one movie. Yes. And it was like a long yes. With I like a bunch of but And it just seemed like so also, simple. Also he was in She's the Man so with good. Amanda Bynes and I was like, you're everything. Yeah. I mean, he was stunning in that movie. We both step up movies. We're both wet right now. Yeah, I'm wet. I'm 100 percent wet. <laughs> uh, okay, Jennifer Love Hewitt or Sarah Michelle Geller? Is that within your? It's range kind range? of like before. Sarah, it's like before it's me. Before, yeah. Some of these might be before. So I don't you. want to commit to either because I'm not commit. like well educated enough. Did you have AOL Instant Messenger? A hundred percent. What was your screen name? String Breaker Twelve. String Breaker. Wait. I was literally walking with my mom. <laughs> string Breaker Twelve because I was like, instead of Heartbreaker, I'm a String Breaker because of tennis. I'm a fucking loser. That's, that's everyone what we was get. a loser on AOL. Everyone's- Have you guys watched Fe- Pen Fifteen? I'm obsessed with it. Oh yeah, my god! Like if you like this nostalgia of the 2000s, it's like these actors playing 13 year old girls, and it's the best nostalgia you'll I ever truly experience. Believe it's like the best show this year. I've watched it twice already. And oh I my think god! Those girls are brilliant. Brilliant. The but, acting is incredible, it, and it's not just hilarious it's also like so heartfelt and like i cried it's i think and their one episode about aol instant messenger just hearing the sound of like Mm. the internet coming together i was like crying yeah it takes you back when your crush would log in and the door would open like Uh, (laughs) and what was she was when she was making her screen image it was something inappropriate i don't know she accidentally was like i love to poop or something i remember everyone would do like the different letter size so it'd be like small lowercase letter big letter yeah and i'd always be like was good i would write like a little like i don't know i thought i was did you play mario kart speaking nostalgia i did who did you play as um i feel like i was always with dudes so i picked peach and i kind of like the idea of like still being girly and kicking guys asses oh i always chose peach of course yeah we're similar. I the gays like... always did. It was the... either Peach or Toad. <laughs> yeah, or Toad. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. Um, okay, after going through a breakup, are you more likely to listen to Adele and cry in the shower or go out and get drunk with friends or hook up with someone new? I am more like, oh, that's a great question. I don't like sad music when I'm sad. I'm like, why make myself sadder? Um, I do like alone time, so I would not want to go out with my friends. Um. I also am very like, I like to hook up with people that I feel emotion for. Like I think random hookups I've done. I've got chlamydia from a lacrosse player before. It's, I looked at my mom <laughs> as I said that. Time. Tales all this time. It's, you just have to take a pill. Everyone has it in New York City. Um, but it's like, I Anyone don't. Anyone in the Summer House cast have any? A hundred percent. I like don't who, know for details. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Carl. <laughs> Carl for sure has something. Even though apparently he didn't have sex for three months, which like. What? And then Jordan... I can't. Anyway, the men are messed up on our show. Did Jordan hook up in the house at all? With anyone? Like, Well, he said he made out with like a thousand people. Yeah, those are all lies. But does later on in the season, does he... (laughs) You're going to have to tune in. Okay. Um, Loud and clear. Also, I 
Oh yeah. So I hookups, I like will cry after a hookup if I'm like still not over my ex and the sex is like not that good. I will turn and he won't be able to tell, but I'll be like quiet crying. And then it's those moments that you're like, I hate myself. So go out with your friends, have fun. And even if you're still like not over it and you just talk about your ex the whole time and they hate you, it's better than being alone. Totally. Okay. Finally, what what's one bit of advice you'd leave listeners about anything? It could be about tennis. I mean, you just sort of gave us some good advice. Go out with friends. Um, my favorite quote to bring it back to Space Jam because I I love a theme, <laughs> and it's a basketball quote because I think sports and life are very intertwined. Even if you don't like sports, it's still a good learning moment. It's called even when it's raining, the hoop is always there. Mm. So like even when the moments are really dark there's still light you just can't see it like you can still dunk you're just like in a moment and that the rain is never gonna stay forever and i think when i was in a dark place after tennis and like i broke up with my ex i felt like i had nothing going for me and i had a dream of like doing video but i didn't know how and once you start like seeing the light again and manifesting something really simple You'd be surprised how you start to see opportunities. I love that so much, Hannah. Thank you, Danny. This was so wonderful. Can you tell everyone about your podcast and where they can find you on social media? Oh, yeah. Media? So my podcast, Burning in Hell, is a comedy mental health podcast. I'd love to have you on it sometime. I would love to. Next time you're in the I city. I love mental health. I'm like obsessed with mental health. I, I like, kind of knew that show. about you, yeah. but it's made me so happy to learn. Yeah. Now we're like... I think it's so important to talk about your mental health experiences because when I hear people talking about it, it makes me feel better. And even when I'm talking about it with other people, I feel better. And it's just like, we all need to be talking about it. Everyone experiences their own type of shit. And it's all different, but then some of it's still the same. Yeah, you. everyone at one time has experienced a similar thing. And it makes you realize it's it's humans. And the way you get through it a lot of the time is not keeping it a secret. Because if you keep it a secret, it like adds Gets energy bigger, to bigger, it. Bigger. If you tell someone about it, you you stop identifying with it and it's just a thing that all of us experience and i think it's also i think of it as voices in your head and those voices can convince you that mm-hmm. you're the only one feeling those emotions mm-hmm. and so you almost need you need to hear that from other people to short, sort of shut up those voices you're so right i like to call them they're your roommate yeah. they're your like weird roommate from craigslist who says weird shit mm-hmm. It's not your voice, it's and you have voice. to differentiate that. Um, so, Burning in Hell, B E R N, subscribe. And then you can follow me on Instagram. I try to entertain at being You're Burns. so good on Instagram. Thank you. Yes. So, thank you so much for coming. Thank I'm so you, excited Danny. for Summer House. I love it. Yes, love everyone it, love it, love tune it. in, and thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you all so much for listening. You could find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. And if you want to support this podcast, I should really find a more creative way of saying this, but if you want to support this podcast, head on over to Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Click the become a patron button. And if you pledge $4 or more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes one a month. Plus, you're more importantly just helping to support this podcast. So I thank you all that are over there. I could not make this show without you. I love you all. And uh, I want to leave you with a little cool down. So let's just take a deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Now I want you to think of a summer memory. Summer memory of friends, family, loved ones. Breathe out. And now just remember that wonderful summer day. You know, I always remember catching fireflies in a mayonnaise jar. (laughs) It sounds so, I don't know, country or something. But back in Ohio, I remember... When I was a little kid, I was so excited on summer nights to get a mayonnaise jar, one that was emptied and cleaned out, and poke holes at the top with a knife, and then 
I would go outside in the yard and I would try to catch fireflies. And then, you know, I'd put little leaves in there or grass and make a little home for the fireflies and then let them loose later in the evening. But it was so fun. It's one of my favorite summer memories. And I need to do that again. I don't know if there are fireflies here in LA, but I need to find some or just catch, I don't know, the gay man that parks outside of the street. <laughs> the gay man that's outside of my apartment building. I should try to catch him in a mayonnaise jar. Anyway, that's all I have for you today. I love you. Bye-bye. Please, if you like this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes. Love you. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.